0: Hi, I'm Pastor Joel. Psalm 142 begins, Of David, when he was in the cave. This refers to a time when David was forced to hide like a hunted animal from the bloodthirsty King Saul. You read the bigger story in 1 Samuel, how David went from living in Saul's house like an adopted son. In fact, Saul's son, Jonathan, loved David like his own soul. And then David was blindsided. Saul's jealousy over his popularity led him into a blind rage. Saul accused and then attacked David, and David's relationships came to a tragic end. This traumatized David, made him a man of sorrows throughout his life. How do you know, Joel? Because of all David's psalms about Saul. David wrote of Saul in Psalm 18, again in Psalm 52, 54, 57, 59, Psalm 63, And just when you think David has moved on, we haven't heard a peep about Saul for almost 80 psalms. And then we hear again, the cry of a soul still troubled and back again in the cave. Psalm 142. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see. There is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord, I say, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison. That I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. Friend, have you experienced in your past a great loss, a bitter betrayal, perhaps a malicious personal attack? What do you do about a haunting memory that gets triggered by certain sights, sounds, smells? That's like a dark shadow that follows you everywhere. The Bible teaches it's okay if we cannot get past trauma and encourages us to bring it again and again and again to God. Past trauma is the soul from which God inspired David to write psalm after psalm after psalm. Despite being a brave soldier, David never got over being in the bullseye of a beloved. It's one thing to be wounded by an enemy. The knife twists when it's in the hand of someone you love. And it produces the emotional roller coaster that is Psalm 142. It begins with David complaining, and this language here is intense. David saying, God, I played music to soothe Saul. I defeated Goliath for him. I did nothing wrong, and what did I get for my kindness? Friends, we can and should complain to God. Don't stores have complaint departments that we go to over a bad deal? How much more should we go to the God whose inventory encompasses everything and everyone? David talks openly about his loneliness. Three times, David says, I have no one. He says, God, no one is concerned for me. No one cares for my life. Have you ever felt utterly isolated? Take it to God. David shares how he was hunted by those far stronger than him. He says, God set me free from this prison. Have you been abused by powerful enemies, victimized and unable to escape? Dear soul, let your troubles train you to pray. Call out to God and see what happens. Derek Kidner notes you find three summits here that pull David out of the dark valley. Three times where David gains new perspective. When David's spirit is fainting, he discovers in verse 3, It is you, God, who watches over my way. What a relief it is to discover that God was hovering over you the whole time, ever watching to make sure you would not lose your way to himself. David crests the second summit as he sees God as his portion in the land of lonely living. Verse 5. God is and has been the only one who is always there and never left him. And David recognizes the crisis of the cave. The prison is not his end because of who his God is. There's a future celebration of the righteous over God's goodness that David will attend. Friend, we stand on the other side of the cross from David. We know that God sent Jesus to set the prisoners free so that they might glorify God and enjoy him forever. That means your future will have a rewinding of the tape of your sorrows. And you'll see it replayed to find every plea transformed to praise, every pain to pleasure, every perdition. To pure perfection. You may be saying, Well, thanks for the future promise, Pastor Joel, but what about the present pain? Friend, in the now you have someone who understands. Go to Jesus. Jesus understands because he was made like us in every respect Hebrews two seventeen. Jesus walked our hurting earth and tasted our anguish. G.K. Chesterton once noted, and rightly, that you never hear Jesus smile in any scripture account. Now, my first reaction to Chesterton was to recall the verses where it was reasonable to assume Jesus smiled. And I do believe Jesus smiled. But there is a reason there is no explicit reference. Because Jesus was a man of sorrows. That was not simply because the cross that awaited him. It is because Jesus saw into every heart. And Jesus never met a soul who is not lonely, wounded, or trapped. It would be hard to smile. It would be natural to sorrow. So, friend, let your present pain lead you to the Lord who knows and wears wounds like your own. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to.